Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul. Welcome to another episode of the For Your Soul Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about deconstructionism reason I wanted to talk about deconstructionism is because it's become somewhat of a trend in Christian circles. And and we're going to be talking about what deconstructionism is as well as the dangers to it. Because a lot of Christians today, they say they're deconstructing. The danger with deconstructionism is that they can ultimately depart from the faith. Okay, so just to keep that in mind, just an early preview Okay, so what is deconstructionism? Well, deconstructionism was invented by a French philosopher named Jacques Derrida in the 1960s. Now, this is how deconstruction is defined. It is defined as a theory of literary criticism that questions traditional assumptions about certainty, identity, and truth. It asserts that words can only refer to other words in attempts to demonstrate how statements about any text subvert their own meaning. And that was a definition from philosophybasics.com concerning deconstructionism because it's a philosophy. It's a, it was invented by this philosopher, Derrida. So just based on this definition here, we can see that it is basically a subjective approach to defining things. So like you read a book by an author, even though the author may, may may has what he or she has written down on, on paper, you can read it and come up with your own meaning to it. Now, and that and that and that's not just simply talking about stories, but like just in general, anything, even even things that, in our case, would be objective, but in the eyes of the person who's deconstructing, it could be more subjective. Now, in the context of the faith, deconstructionism is applied towards biblical truth. So the core central tenets of the faith, the gospel, the scriptures, etc., it c- is basically taken as a subjective approach, even though as Christians we are to look at biblical truth objectively because we know God is the source of all truth and he's objective. And Alisa Childers, who she was once in that deconstructive process and now she came out of it and now she's a apologetic apologist i mean uh, especially against the progressive movement and i like her take on deconstruction here her description on deconstruction she says and i quote in the context of faith deconstruction is the process of systematically dissecting and often rejecting the details you grew up with sometimes the christian will deconstruct all the way into atheism some remain there but others experience a reconstruction. But the type of faith they end up embracing almost resembles the Christianity they formerly knew. So in other words, they go from believing the Bible, believing the word, traditional Christianity, biblical Christianity, to something that is almost foreign. Even though they'll say they're still Christian, but it is a very subjective approach. And if you want more information on deconstruction from what what Childress says you can check out her her blog at alishachildress.com she also has a book titled another gospel and it basically talks about 
that more detail right so um oh and and, I, and another definition i have here this is from god questions concerning deconstruction and i quote deconstruction is the heading most recently applied to the process of questioning doubting and ultimately rejecting aspects of christian faith this is an application of deconstructionism an approach that claims to disassemble beliefs or ideas while assuming their meanings are inherently subjective both the trend and its title title reflect backlash against the unfortunate habit within some religious circles to downplay deep questions and ignore those who hold them to openly investigate the nuances of belief even changing one's convictions is a biblical concept in practice though deconstruction almost always acts as a polite cover for demolition modern deconstruction usually means replacing uncomfortable tenets with culturally or personally popular ideas so so a lot of these definitions that i just shared you can basically conclude that with the constructionism and christianity is basically the way how people have come to define their, their faith whether it's doubting certain tenets of the faith watering truth watering the truth down to their liking or even abandoning it altogether. and we've seen this countless times when it comes to the constructionism in christianity you know we see people who they say they love god right they profess to be christians and they hold to, for example, one view that, oh, God, he cannot punish sin. You know, he there, he's too loving. He's all loving, right? He's all grace. There's not, no wrath. You know, there's no hell. All will be saved, meaning, and not just, right, all meaning everybody, even people who who say they're not Christian, who don't want God, even the atheist who says God doesn't exist. You know, he'll, he'll, that, the atheist will be saved because God, God is all love. He's all grace. You know, and just examples like that where people, again, they profess to know to know Christ. They they say they love God, right? They go to church. Well, although some actually, there's another thing with the construction. A lot of them uh, leave the church as well. They they say, "Oh, I'm tired of the institutional church," and either who knows, maybe they go to a church that tries to cater to their needs, or maybe they just try to uh, walk this walk of faith all by themselves without having a church body. And yeah, again, it's a very subjective approach. And so, and when you think about it, you know, deconstruction is like postmodernism because with postmodernism, it basically affirms that there's no absolute truth, there's no objectivity. It's your truth, my truth. We all can come up with our own truth. As long as it's true to us and our opinion, then it must be true, even though we know that. We man is deceived. We know that people tend to do right in their own eyes, right? Or as Proverbs uh, fourteen twelve verse twelve says, "There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is death." And going back to the God questions article on deconstruction, it says, and I quote: "To say deconstruction means choosing easier beliefs is an oversimplification, and yet deconstruction always means adopting views palatable to the unbelieving world." Also conveniently, it means moving away from positions on sexuality, gender, salvation, sin, hell, and other issues not embraced by popular culture. The vast majority who claim to be deconstructing move with the flow of their surrounding culture, not against it. This movement demands safe space to ask difficult questions. Yet ironically, modern deconstruction often settles for easy, comfortable answers, or it simply chooses which aspects of faith to retain based on personal preference. And quote, and 
I'll link this this article from the from Got Questions as well as the 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 Alisa Childers one and the and the and the philosophy one, right? The from the first definition I'll link it all in the description so you can read them in full later on. So as we've seen so far, to reiterate, so deconstructionism is a subjective approach to viewing things, and of course, in a lot of and and of course, when it applies to Christianity, it is a subjective way of viewing God, the Word, and all the tenets of the faith. Now, and this is where some deconstructionists will get mad because they'll say, because I've seen some say, well, you don't want to confront them by this. Well, you know, they say, well, I'm still a Christian. I still love, love God. I haven't left the faith. But when it comes to deconstruction, let me ask you this. To what end is deconstruction? Because the more you go adrift from what the word of God says, you no longer have Christianity. You continually water down the truth. You pick and choose what you want to hear. And guess what? There's no limit to that because, you know, I feel like the further you go down, you know, the more you start to dislike the Bible, you start to say, you know what, maybe maybe the Bible isn't really God's word. You know, I'm not really getting anything from from, from the from the scriptures anymore. I'm not getting anything from church. God is not who I thought it was. And guess what? You end up leaving the faith. And for those who don't leave the faith, there's a real danger becoming Christian name only because again you you subject yourself to a version of Christianity that is no longer biblical. It is in accordance to your desires, your your li- your likeness, and that's dangerous because now it's like it's no longer Christianity. It's no longer centered on God. It's centered on what you wanted to say and to mean. And of course it doesn't say that every deconstructionist is 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 lost because I do feel like on the other hand, that there are people who they wrestle with their faith, they wrestle with the truth. I mean, haven't we all? I mean, shoot, even my, myself, I've I've definitely wrestled with the with my faith throughout the years. You know, especially in tough times where it seems like all oh, hell is breaking loose and God seems to be silent, right? Nothing seems to get better. Or you you get frustrated with with the institutional church, you get frustrated with people, and you want to leave. I get that, and there are times where. Yes, we go through that period where we're like, yeah, you know, I don't really need that. But the problem is that with deconstruction, it's just a down downhill spi- downward spiral. There, there's a slippery slope to apostasy, and that and that's the real real danger when it comes to deconstructionism. And on the other hand, another reason why people deconstruct is because the churches, the churches they attended failed to answer the tough questions, right? Or maybe they don't address every topic. You know, for instance, why God allows suffering, right? Even though He said, even though He's good, He's love. I mean, that's a common question that many Christians have, and, and if anything, common reason why many end up leaving because they cannot understand or can't come to grips with that, or even come to grips with the hard truths of, of the Word. You know, talking about dying to self, walking in holiness, repenting of sin, and in a church, and especially in, and sadly in a church today, you know, many churches don't want to talk about the tough things. Because I mean, for for the most part, many churches today are so watered down. They're devoid of biblical truth. It's all about emotion and hype every week. You know, it's all self help stuff that you would normally listen to at a TED talk, right? Not to say that there's a, there's a place for motivation and stuff, but you know, when you don't have biblical truth, you don't have doctrine. Where there's no theology, solid biblical theology. Of course, and of course, you know, coupled with the the power of the Holy Spirit. It's like everything's just so watered down, you know. You you get nothing out of it week after week. Even if 
the people there may be nice, the music may be nice, everything is nice and polished when you go to church, but you know, at the end of the day, you just come out empty. You learn absolutely nothing, and I can see and I can understand why people will leave. And you know, in addition to that, you know, not receiving the answers they want to get, you know, in the word, um, they also they've been they, they've been hurt by people. They've been hurt by fellow church members or even their leaders, right? Which, of course, that's a that's a big issue as well because we know leaders have been abusive in many ways, whether it's sexually or verbally, and what have you. And as a result, people who people who deconstruct end up leaving the church because of that, and and they gen and they basically generalize that to the church as a whole and say, you know what, I don't need church anymore. I can do this on my own. But at the same time, we we know that the church is the body of Christ. We know that the church is the bride of Christ, despite our imperfections. You know, this isn't to say that you shouldn't leave the church where you're you're at, because I do think, yes, in certain cases you should leave. You know, especially if church itself is 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 been falling by the wayside. You know, in terms of doctrine, and yes, even in terms of the leadership, the leadership is just bad. And you know, you've tried your your part to confront them, but they don't want to listen to you. They want to throw it back in your face. You want to leave, but that doesn't mean that you should you know quit the church altogether. I mean, there will be times where you and I will have to 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 pray. You know, there will be times where you and I have to just pray and ask God for wisdom and discernment that He would place us. In a, in a in a church where it does it, it is it is that loves God that loves His Word that loves people that isn't afraid to talk about the hard things that the leadership would be accountable and transparent with their congregation you know what I'm saying like something authentic you know because I feel like yes you know with Christianity some people can yeah they can use that to make themselves holier than thou than other people they try to make themselves look good you know but yet deep down inside they're hypocrites they're doing the things they shouldn't be doing and yeah i mean it's no wonder that you know people in the world they look at us and say oh we're such hypocrites because we don't practice what we preach even though we we have we have the lingo down we sing our songs all that but we don't walk but we don't walk the walk and and that's a problem and that's something that a lot of churches today need to repent of. So, nevertheless, people who choose to deconstruct, that's a decision on them, right? They are accountable to that decision. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll affirm that. I say, like, yeah, you know, I chose to go this route, you know. But the Bible says we all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and each of us will have to give an an account of ourselves to God, which you can find in Romans chapter fourteen, verses ten through twelve. And in heaven, you won't be. You're not going to place the blame on anybody. You know, it's only on, on on you. It's all on you. You have to give an account yourself. You know, you can say, oh, well, my church did this and this and that. And not to say that those, you know, the people, the, everyone else that you're blaming, they, yeah, they have to give an account as well for themselves. But guess what? So do you. You're not more righteous than they are. You're still a sinner in need of grace. I am a sinner in need of grace. And we all have to give an account on ourselves to, of ourselves to God for how we live. And especially when we come to Christianity, how do we walk it? Did we walk it in accordance to God's word? Did we hold fast to the truth? Or did we choose to twist it and distort it into whatever we wanted it to be and come up with a completely different religion in general, even though we say even though it's labeled Christian? Think about that. You know, and it's not easy. I again it's not easy. I can understand why people deconstruct, but at the same time, we have to get back to the word of God.
And that is why when it comes to deconstruction, the solution, the remedy to deconstruction is reformation. Reformation is the opposite of deconstruction. Whereas de deconstruction tears apart reformation, it brings back together. And what I mean by that, well, reformation is about reforming. It is about returning to the word of God as it is. Right? I think of King Josiah when, he, when his priest discovers the law of the Lord and King Josiah reads it and he recognizes, man, our people have, have, have fallen short. Our people have been worshiping idols because we did not obey the law of the Lord. You can find that in Second Kings chapter 22 or later in the Protestant Reformation. Martin Luther, the Augustinian monk, he, he discovers, he realizes that we are justified by faith, not by works. And that's something that the Bible teaches sparking the protestant reformation and again that wasn't something that martin luther made up on his own he discovered it in the word of god not by his own assumptions or opinion not by his own deconstruction as some people will say no it is by reading the word and doing and going by what it says again the solution to deconstruction is reformation it is about returning to the word of god and adhering to what it says because it's authoritative it's clear, it's infallible, and it is sufficient. Everything God wants us to know is in his word. It is, it is enough. It is enough. This isn't to say that we're not going to understand everything. Sure, there are certain things that are harder to understand than others, but we know the word is made clear. We know that the gospel is, is made clear. We, we, we get to know God more by reading his word. We get to see what he's, what he's done, all his promises, his providence. We see the end how we know how the story will end when it come, when it's all said and done in this world. We know Christ is coming back. We know he's gonna he's gonna all we know that he's gonna come back for his people and ultimately be with him forever. We know that this world is fading away. And we know that this world is fallen and it needs Christ. It needs the gospel. And as Christians, we must be able to to equip ourselves biblically so that we may cultivate discernment and that we will be grounded in the truth especially when it comes to dealing with our own doubts and deconstruction. Because, yes, it will happen. When, if you're struggling with your faith, you're struggling with doubts, questions and stuff, I do believe that the church the church primarily should be responsible to handle those questions, pastors especially. I mean, you're, if someone is a pastor, they have, to, they have to know. They have to sit down and talk to those people who are struggling and, and in love, not shove them away. You know, pastoring is more than, than being on the pulpit. And I feel like Sally, many of them, they just care about being in the spotlight as opposed to sitting down and talking to people, especially those who are hurting, like the ones who want to deconstruct or have deconstructed. And again, like the danger in all this is that you can deconstruct so much to the point where you just abandon your faith altogether. We say you decide, yeah, Christianity isn't for me anymore. But then it goes to show that you were never saved to begin with because you chose because you chose not to go by the word. You chose to ignore, well, if anything, neglect everything. And again, this doesn't say that you're going to have all the answers as you're learning, but guess what? It's That's why it's like when it comes to reading the word, it's a lifelong process. It's a lifelong process. you know. And yes, we're going to have questions. We're going to have doubts. We're going to have struggles, but that doesn't mean we should quit or somehow water things down. But we sh again, we should pray to God. To, we pray to God to give us wisdom. And, you know, we pray that, our, our leaders are, you know, at our church would be able to, to help us along the way. As well as your brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, that's why we're, we're a body, right? We're supposed to love 
and beautiful another especially in those times because yeah it's an it's inevitable so but overall with deconstructionism it's it's a subjective approach it's self-centered overall and it just neglects what god has said in his word as the scriptures say for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways declares the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts isaiah 55 verses 8 through 9 or 1 corinthians 1 verse 25 for the foolishness of god is wiser than men and the weakness of god is stronger than men and guess what for the sinner god's word is not going to make sense primarily it's going to be foolish to him he's going to be like what what the heck is this you know even if he reads and he understands it's still going to be foolish to, to him and i feel like there's the danger for the construction is because perhaps maybe they're not safe to begin with and therefore maybe you know maybe it's not that they're struggling with their faith but it's really that they were never really safe to begin with and they just want to walk away but to those who are say they are true christians but they're struggling you know again this is the time to examine yourself and to to see god and again to to, to just keep to just press on you know L- find a good church that that help that will help you and and read the word read it over and over again and ask god to help you because he will help you ask him to, you know that he would empower you by the holy spirit because the holy spirit illuminates his word to us it helps us to understand and to apply it in our lives all right Anyway, so in closing, you know, we can't do Christianity should never be done on our terms. We must repent and recognize that it is not about us. We are to die to self daily. All right. That includes our ideas about him, about the Bible, about Christ, about God. Because what happens is when we oppose them on Christ, then again, we can we go by our own approach as opposed to the word. Right and and again, this isn't to say that we won't have questions or doubts, but it's not to the point we where we start to take tenets of the faith apart, or water it down, or abandon it altogether. It requires discernment, it requires prayers, and just learning through the Word of God, which, like I just said, it's lifelong, and it is lifelong because we know in the Scriptures we learn who God is and that He and what He has done for us through Christ, so that are in a place so that we will be reconciled to the whole to a holy God who otherwise. Have never, uh, which and which otherwise would have never happened on our own. We cannot save ourselves. We need Christ. We need Christ every day, and even now, even as we struggle, even within all the questions and the doubts, we need Christ. And by God's grace, and thank God, Christ is there with us. He is there, even if you may not feel it, even if you may not understand it all the time. He is there, and I just want to encourage you today, listener, just to continue to trust in Christ continue to trust in him and take him at his word and i pray that you may that it may be done without ultimately going down the downward spiral of deconstructionism thank you for listening to the for your soul podcast for more information you can follow me on my social media as well as my youtube channel where i upload every clip and episode of the podcast and if you would like to contribute you can do so at anchor.fm slash for your soul slash support and please give a five-star review on wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple and Spotify. That really helps me out. Once again, this is the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul.